Welcome to the Money Hour with host Tina Mitchell. Tina Mitchell, MLO 145420, is a licensed loan originator with Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited, NMLS 134871. The views expressed by the speakers on the following program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views of Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited, nor are they necessarily endorsed by Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited. Now in the studio, local mortgage expert, Tina Mitchell. Welcome to the Money Hour at 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday, December 11th show. You can also listen to my podcast, Facebook premiere show, or the show on the show YouTube channel. I'm your host and local mortgage expert, Tina Mitchell, bringing in expert advice and inside knowledge on today's events and how they can affect your money. If you're hearing my show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast. I am here to answer any questions or connect you with the guests that I have on the show. Please call the show at 1-855-411-50. Again, that's 1-855-411-50 or online at themoneyhour.com. And now the lineup for today's show, we're going to have a panel conversation with both of our guests, Sherry Pupsky of Windermere Real Estate East and Tawny Sanabria of Integrated Growth LLC. Also, we'll be having a conversation with Sherry on purchasing in today's market, followed conversation with Tawny on connection through presence. Uh, also, if you're seeing the show on the Facebook Facebook live premiere or YouTube channel, I would love to introduce you to my producer over at Hubbard Radio, Benny. Hi, Tina. Could not do the show without him. So thank you so much, Benny. Really appreciate everything that you do. You're quite welcome. Great information and great guest in studio. For more information on any topic discussed, please call the show at 1-855-411-50. Again, that's 1-855-411-50 or online at themoneyr.com. Let's go ahead and start out the show with a little bit of money chat. Money. Money. Tina Mitchell here with your money chat. The labor market remains tight with initial job claims showing that the lowest reading since the summer of 69. Great tune. The JOLT survey or the jobs opening and labor turnover showed a big increase in job openings coming up right beneath the all-time record at 11 million job openings. This is nothing new. We have heard from many companies every day saying that the biggest problem is finding available workers and workers that are qualified. There's big skills mismatch going on, and we've seen this in the jobs report where the labor participation rate is extremely low. When you take a look at some of the categories of the different sectors that have the most job openings, it makes sense. You have leisure and hospitality, manufacturing, construction, travel and transportation. All of these different sectors are desperately needing to find workers. And as a result, the job market and the labor market are extremely tight. We are seeing different companies increasing wages, not only to retain workers, but also to attract new talent. This is going to to continue to contribute to the wage pressured inflation. Now, this is important if you are planning on securing a mortgage because inflation is the arch enemy for the bond market. Mortgage rates are directly tied to how the Fannie Mae 30 year bond is trading. When the bond market drops in trading price, mortgage rates increase. 
We also received the jobless claims for last week, and it showed that initial claims, which are those that are filing for their unemployment benefits for the first time, dropped all the way down to 184,000. This is the lowest reading since the summer of 69, but this is an incredibly low number, and it speaks to the fact that the companies are reducing their pace of their firing. They can't find new workers and are trying to retain any of the workers that they currently have. And that's why we're seeing a significant drop. When you look at continued claims, those that are continued to receive benefits, that ticked up a little, but it's just under 2 million, which are levels we saw pre-COVID. We are getting back to some really strong claim numbers and the labor market remains extremely tight. At the Fed meeting on December 15th, it is expected that they will announce an adjustment to speed their tapering. Some believe that the Fed will double their reduction, tapering reduction from 15 billion to 30 billion. This is because of the Fed's fear around the risk of continued inflation. This will most likely have a negative impact on the bond market and mortgage interest rates. Now, in the Case-Shiller Home Price Index, which is considered to be the gold standard for appreciation, showed home prices down or rose 1% in September and 19.5% year over year. The 20-city index rose 8%, 0.8% in September and 19.1% year over year. Phoenix, Tampa, and Miami reported the highest annual grain gains. Seattle didn't make it in the top three this time. Usually we do. Phoenix was 33.1%, Tampa 27.7%, and Miami 25.2%. The MBA released their mortgage application data for last week, showing that overall applications increased. Purchase mortgage demand fell by 5% after four straight weeks of gains. Purchasers are still down 8% year over year because of the inventory shortage. Inventory is down 13% year over year and prices are up almost 20%. This continues to speak to the strength that we are still seeing in the housing, especially during the normally slow holiday season. And that is your money chat for this week. Coming up next in the Money Hour, panel conversation with Sherry Pepsky of Windermere Real Estate East and Tanya Santabria of Integrated Growth LLC right here on 1150 AM KKNW. Organic, free range and fresh daily. Alternative Talk 1150. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, on Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. Now, back to the show with local mortgage expert, Tina Mitchell. You're listening to The Money Hour at 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday, December 11th show. You can also listen to my show podcast, Facebook premiere, or the show on our YouTube channel. I am your host and local mortgage expert, Tina Mitchell. It is a great day to talk about money, and that is what the show is all about how to make money, save money, so you can have a better quality of life for you and your family. If you are hearing my show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast. I'm here to answer any questions, or more importantly, to connect you with the guests that I have on the show today. Please call the show at 1-855-411-50. Again, that's 1-855-411-50 or online at themoneyhour.com. And now on our show, panel conversation with our two guests, Sherry Petsky of Windermere Real Estate East and Tawny Santa Bria of Integrated Growth LLC right here on 1150 AM at KKNW. Welcome to both of you. 
Thank you. It's great Thank to be you. here. Yes. Yeah, very excited. I love the panel conversation uh, to get a chance to talk with both of you. Uh, before we do that, I want to share a little bit uh, about you. Um, so first with Sherry, ranked on the top realtors in the greater Kirkland area. Although over 60% of her business is in her hometown of Kirkland, she gladly serves clients throughout the Puget Sound area. Sherry is a lifetime resident of the East Side with 13 years expertise in both new construction and residential resale. Her clients enjoy Sherry's personal touch and appreciate the professionalism, commitment, and heartfelt care that she exhibits in every interaction. Sherry's success is based on her clients' repeat business and referrals, and she greatly values the friendships that continue well after the keys exchange hands. If you're ready to love where you live, please give Sherry a call. And then a little bit about Tawny. Uh, Tawny is a licensed marriage and family therapist and a certified human potential coach specializing in working with people who put extensive pressure on themselves to do the right thing only to second guess themselves later. She also works with couples and family members to build and experience more satisfaction and connection in their relationships. Mental health concerns such as anxiety, depression, and trauma are often part of the picture, and Tawny helps her clients navigate through these experiences. Tawny's radio show, which uh, also is from Hubbard Radio, where my show is, uh, she's on Warm 106.9, Breaking Up With Our BS. Love the title of your show, Tawny. Thank you. <laughs> I should have got a little more creative uh, 11 years ago when I created my show, but uh, her show is packed full of connecting conversations and ways to create presence in your life. Listeners learn how to let go of the unhelpful stories that keep you stuck, disconnected, and stressed. So in our panel conversation, I came up with a, a few questions I wanted to uh, ask you. So Sherry, let's start with you. What life experiences brought you into your line of work? Yeah, um, it was actually my husband. He is a builder and he's been doing this about 25 years now. And originally he had a business partner that um, his wife was a real estate agent. And when my husband bought out his partner, I got my license 17 years ago. Yeah, that is, that's wonderful. Tawny, how about for you? Um, what life experience uh, brought you into your line of work? Yeah, you know, I was always interested in human struggle, even as a kid. I always wanted to help out my best friend or anybody else who needed, who, you know, was having some, some concerns. And then right after college, I worked with a couple of domestic violence uh, programs and worked on some crisis lines and in their shelters and some different things there. And I really got to see up close sort of the breakdown of families and what that does to the, you know, just our self-confidence and expression and the way in which we do relationships. So from there, I knew that I wanted to work with families and couples and uh, with a foundation of, of um, having connected relationships. So yeah, I, I love it how uh, there's defined stories that not just connect us and what we do in our business, but connects us, has those connecting dots to all of our defining moments. Uh, yeah, for me growing up, uh, parents struggling to keep a roof over our head, playing my violin at Pike Place Market to help our family uh, do that. Um, that was, you know, 
getting buying my first home when I was 20 years old and having that pride and security of home ownership. That's why I love helping families reach their dream of home ownership. So, uh, Sherry, in your business, what problem are you solving for buyers and what problem are you solving for your sellers? Yes. So buyers, it's a matter of securing that home. And in this market that has been, it's been a challenging year. It's been a challenging couple of years, but I've got some, uh, some tips, some tips and some tricks that I'm looking forward to sharing with you. And then for sellers, it's really just a matter of absolutely maximizing uh, the potential on the sale. It's uh, there's, it's no secret. It's a seller's market and just ensuring that they're getting top dollar for their homes. Yeah, it definitely is uh, a, a challenging market with a lack of inventory. And we have seen it for quite a while when we thought that we were at the lowest you could be in lack of inventory and it just keeps getting lower. I was at a uh, chamber of comments for commerce for uh, Woodenville this morning and they brought up how many homes are listed in Woodenville right now today. And I think it was seven. That's crazy to think in one city, there's literally seven homes. Yeah. I, I, I mean, that's it just, it, it blew me away. Uh, Tawny, what about you? What um, uh, problem? I know you solve lots of problems uh, for your clients, but what is the main, the main one? Yeah. I like to think that I'm solving the problem of overthinking, right? Like all the other emotions that we experience that come in and out around anxiety and loneliness and stress and and, and maybe experiences around trauma, like those are things that are natural to human life. Um, the overthinking part is what keeps us really stuck, not allowing ourselves to get in there and, and, and sit with discomfort around these emotions. We stay in our head with them and we often have a lot of stories around the past and the future of, that really get um, riled these guys up. So I like to think that I'm solving that problem. Yeah, we're only as strong and can go only as far as we believe that we can go. It doesn't matter what someone else thinks we can do. It's what we, uh, you know, what we can do. And if you want to build your physical strength, you're going into the, the gym to work out, but you also have to think about what you have to release and let go of, which is the junk food. And if you want to get stronger in your mental space and your mental health, you need to really work internally with yourself and you have to release all of those negative emotions or those negative attachments you have to those stories, right? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So uh, Sherry, how has your entrepreneurial motivations changed since you started your career in real estate? You know, I, I can't say that they really have have changed all that much. Uh, you know, my core has always been serving others. And I just find that if I focus on that, um, everything falls into place. <laughs> if that's my priority, uh, and it always has been, it's just served me well. Yeah. Tawny, how about you? Yeah, when I opened up my first private practice in 2006, it was all about being in the office with folks and I was networking with the local school system. So a lot of my clients were kids 
all ages four and up. And now I've, re I've switched to where I'm networking outside of my profession and meeting a whole host of people in all different walks of life and areas. Um, and I'm meeting with folks over the phone and virtually at this point. So I don't have an office space except for what I'm in and we can meet anywhere and anytime. Yeah, and, and your industry uh, with everything that we've that's been going on in the world with with uh, COVID and politics and you know just everything, um, I'm sure that you have just had so you know had so much need for what you do uh, for people with these times. That yeah, yes, the the levels of uncertainty, right? Because we've sort of like upside down our worlds were turned um, and we don't necessarily as humans do really well with uncertainty but it is a part of life um, so yes so sherry what are you um uh doing right now that is unique uh in your space with uh what you're seeing with other you know really i mean we've if you follow the 80 the 80 20 rule applies to everything no matter what industry that you're in uh 80 percent of the real estate agents are doing 20% of the business, 20% right. are doing 80% of the business. And they're actually saying, you know, it's kind of shifting to the 90, 10 rule. Um, and you're at the top of your game doing huge production in our local market. So what are you doing? That's different that, that per that high percentage that are doing very little of the market are missing. I guess, like I said previously, um, focusing on my sphere and taking care of people. I, I am fostering the connection, staying in touch with people, um, educating them on um, where the market's at and what it takes to su succeed either as a buyer or a seller uh, at a high level. Yeah. And if you're watching the show right now, no matter what sales that you're in, this is a big mistake uh, that people in sales really is uh, support. You are here to support as many people with the product and service that you have to offer. Um, and if you, you, I see a lot of people established in their career that are still stalking the cold when you can really court the warm. You already have people that you've helped with your product and service. So continue to foster those relationships. As Sherry said, that's why she has the level of success. It's continuing to take care of the people that she's already supported. Those people continue introducing her to new clients. And so then we're actually working within our own community that we have built over the year of our business instead of constantly having to go out there. And again, stocking the cold isn't fun. And if you look at the, uh, the conversion at all, looking at conversion is important because each of us in our business want to help as many people as we can. And if we're not leveling up in that conversion space, there's tons of missed opportunity out there for us. And uh, last time that I checked, you have a 50% conversion with people that you know, and you have a one to 3% conversion with people that you don't. So foster those relationships. Yeah, great, great share, uh, Sherry. Tani, how about for you? What, what are you doing different than what you see your uh, other people, competitors in your space? Yeah. yeah, I don't know about it being drastically different, but studies do show that success in counseling, any kind, is really about the influence of the, the relationship between client and 
counselor, right? So building a relationship and a trusting relationship is really important to me. Also, the part um, that might be, that is different than than some other counselors is uh, the presence-based practice that I offer. So we and my clients and I are getting into our bodies when we're meeting. There's a lot of information in our bodies. We learn to be able to sit with that discomfort. Again, oftentimes we don't want that discomfort. So we go right into our heads to analyze and evaluate and think about problem solve. And a lot of information and experience is in our body. And really that's the only way to become present from moment to moment to moment. Headspace isn't a present space, body space is. So we get in the body and, and work there um, uh, foundationally with in my work with my clients. So, yeah. And that's so great. And I, I've had the privilege to actually have a session with you to go through, um, some of the exercises. And that's really great when you can, uh, leave your clients with exercises they, they can do when they're not with you, that will help them create a different habit around, how they're treating themselves, how they're talking to themselves and how they can really release those negative stories that are bringing them down. Because if you have challenges in your life, I'm not a counselor, so uh, all, but my, my guess is they're all attached to some story that's not serving you. Would that be a correct statement, Tawny? I would say if not all 99.9%, yes. Yes. Yeah. So having somebody that can help uh, release that. And um, how else are you able to connect with them on that, that level, Tony? Because that definitely has to be a real um, a gift or a lot of work to get to that space to where you can really get them to open up because your line of work is definitely, you have to break down those those barriers that they have, not just with themselves, but then break down another level to where they feel uh, comfortable comfortable opening up and sharing with you, correct? Yeah, you know, the part, if, if I show up in a present state, I'm already creating some space for that connection to happen. So I've got to show up in that area and space in my body, and that allows for um, that, that to occur. I, I don't know how else to explain it, but yeah. Makes sense. Makes sense. All right. A great panel conversation uh, with both of you. Thank you so much. Uh, coming up next in the Money Hour, purchasing in today's market, Sherry Putsky of Windermere Real Estate East, right here on 1150 AM KKNW. Are you looking for an edge in this competitive real estate market? Sherry Putsky with Windermere Real Estate is here to help. A top agent on the east side with 13 years of local experience and over 60 closed transactions in 2017, she can expertly help you navigate the sale of your existing home for top dollar or the purchase of your next. Sherry's success is based on her clients' repeat business and referrals, and she greatly values the relationships that continue well after the keys exchange hands. There's no shortage of agents out there. Make sure you're working with the one that has your best interests at heart. If you're ready to love where you live, please contact Sherry for a no-cost consultation or visit her website at sherryputsky.com to learn how she can help you achieve your real estate goals. S-H-E-R-I-P-U-T-Z-K-E, sherryputsky.com. Hi, I'm Sherry Petsky with Windermere Real Estate. Please give me a call at 425-749-6703. I look forward to hearing from you.
on the path to good health and well-being? Alternative Talk 1150 is the station for you. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, on Alternative Talk 1150 AM. Now, back to the show with local mortgage expert, Tina Mitchell. You are listening to The Money Hour at 1150 AM, KKNW, the Saturday, December 11th show. You can also listen to my show podcast, Facebook premiere, or my show on the show YouTube channel. I am your host and local mortgage expert, Tina Mitchell. I'm here to help you build a strong financial blueprint one week and one show at a time. If you are hearing my show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast. I'm here to answer any questions or connect you with the guests that I have on my show today. Please call the show at 1-855-411-50. Again, that's one 855 or online at themoneyhour.com. And now in studio, purchasing in today's market, Sherry Putsky of Windermere Real Estate East right here on 1150 AM KKNW. So Sherry, let's go ahead and uh, get right into it. And let's talk about the biggest challenge that uh, you're facing in your industry your buyers are facing, I'm facing in the mortgage industry because majority of my, uh, well, a lot of my mortgages are purchases and it's, it's buyers and the challenge they're facing. Let's talk about what that is and uh, how to make it a little bit easier. Sure thing. Yeah. I, I think you touched on it earlier when you talked about the stats in Woodenville in terms of number of active listings. And Uh, By far, our biggest challenge is inventory or lack thereof. And so having to get ultra creative with uh, either potential off-market opportunities or really um, dialing in uh, and fine-tuning offers, uh, doing a lot of research in terms of what the sellers are looking for, being prepared, and the ability to act very quickly (laughs) when when the opportunity arises. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that on some of the questions I have for you, but you, um, you mentioned off market. Can you talk a little bit more about off market and how you can uh, possibly have that as an option for one of your buyers? Yeah, um, there's a number of different ways to approach it. And given that we're anybody that's representing buyers is uh, experiencing similar situations is becoming a more common practice. Uh, But uh, sellers in many cases are receiving solicitations from buyers. And um, what's important in those solicitations to potential sellers is authenticity, Uh, not a blanket email to an entire neighborhood, uh, but a specific letter about a specific property that uh, really checks a lot of the boxes so that, it seems genuine and sincere. Yeah, what a great idea, Um, you know, knowing exactly what your buyer is looking for and uh, targeting homes that are similar in the area, the why behind they want to be in that area, connecting on the emotional uh, side with them. And then you as the, uh, uh, whoops, I came off video there, you as the agent side, on the agent side and your expertise, uh, then being able to let them know what the buyer would be willing to offer and what that could mean for them based on uh, the equity that they have in their home, correct? Exactly. 
Yeah. And, and uh, sometimes I could imagine a, a seller really not, or a, a homeowner really not thinking about that and looking at it and going, oh my gosh, we could actually walk away with two hundred dollars or $400,000. Maybe we need to think about this. Or more. I, you know, if you haven't really, you know, if you've owned your home for several years you, or you're content where you're at and haven't uh, paid attention to values, uh, they can be ple- very pleasantly surprised <laughs> by yeah. their valuations. Absolutely. So, uh, Sherry, let's talk about the how necessary it is to release earnest money to the seller to be more competitive. Yes, we're seeing that more frequently. So essentially what that means is that the uh, the earnest money is part of the down payment and uh, many buyer's agents are using a strategy to release that earnest money to the seller prior to closing instead of at closing. And so it puts money in their pocket sooner rather than later and also uh, shows a high level of confidence in their ability to secure financing um, on, on their purchase. Yeah. And so we're going to talk a little bit later about uh, releasing finance contingency. This is just a level up. So when are you actually seeing uh, people do that? At when in the time frame? How are you seeing uh, that people are doing it as soon as they're under contract, they're immediately releasing that earnest money to the seller? Yes, within a day or two in most cases. And there's there's different strategies. It, it doesn't need to happen on, on every occasion, but it's a matter of having that communication with the listing agent, understanding what the needs are for the seller or what the priorities are for the seller um, and then making that happen. Yeah, and you really need to, and this is another reason why you have to work with um, uh, one of the best agents that has the expertise and one of the best mortgage professionals that has the expertise. I just had uh, somebody come to me with uh, two weeks left to close and uh, financing issues came up with their current lender. They actually had $100,000 that they had released in their earnest money to the seller. What you need to be aware of, and this is why you need a team on your side, is you have to meet the contract. So contract means you have to close based on when you said you were going to close. If the seller is not willing to give you an extension, whole other conversation, I'm not going to get into the legal side and, and holding and keeping 100000 Uh Side note, Sherry, because I have been watching uh, Annie Fitzgerald's uh, video, so it's kind of you know, crazy when you really get into what this could look like. Uh, but the seller gets to decide if they want to extend or not. So you that's why it's important that you have, uh, you know, really the highest level of expertise that can navigate you through this process, because it's what you got to what you need to do uh, to be competitive. So Sherry, um, there are so many homes that they have a review offer date. So I want you to talk about what that is. Uh, but even with a review offer date, they're actually taking an offer and that home's coming off the market before that actual review offer date. Can you explain what a review offer date is and what are options and why is this happening? Yeah. Um, So generally homes come on the market Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, and oftentimes uh, they review offers on Monday or Tuesday of the following week. And a strategy that buyer's agents have implemented is presenting uh, extremely strong offers prior to the um, the review date with a very quick expiration, kind of forcing the hand for the seller 
to, uh, to take an early offer. And we're seeing that happen more and more frequently. So what's important as a buyer is one, seeing the properties as soon as possible when they hit the market. And two, having a conversation with the listing agent in terms of what the seller's intentions are. Um, just making sure some, some do want to wait for the review date and others are open to considering early offers. So then you need to plan are we going to sit tight until the review date so that we don't show our hand in terms of what our offer is, or are we going to get something in there right away that the uh, seller might be willing to take? Yeah. So think about the emotional side with that seller and what you uh, feel that you're willing to pay for that home. And if you go in and, you know, okay, we'll give you a, another $100,000 right now. If you take it off the market, wave the finance contingency, uh, no additional down payment addendum and all these other things. Uh, the seller uh, with the emotions attached behind uh, could definitely uh, see the benefit of pulling it off and getting it away from that. And then you can ultimately find you're getting a better deal on the house because it's not going to market and having uh, 15, 20 plus offers coming in uh, where they're just getting that price uh, higher, correct? Right. Mm -hmm. So Sherry, let's talk about uh, pre-inspection. So uh, sellers, uh, some of the time they're investing in a pre-inspection. So they're getting a home inspection on their home to see what the issues are with the home prior to listing it. And then they're providing that pre-inspection to the potential buyers. So are you seeing when sellers are do, doing pre-inspections, are you seeing that buyers are still getting their own home inspection? And would you advise them to get their own home inspection or the sellers even allowing them to have 20 home inspectors come into that home? So what's yeah. happening in that space? I'm grateful that we are seeing more and more sellers pre-inspecting because uh, what it comes down to is timing. Um, oftentimes, you know, if you have a four or five day market exposure period, it's not uncommon on hot listings for every single appointment to book up. And it's up to the seller and the listing agent as to whether or not they allow overlapping showings or not. So in some cases, it can be extremely challenging just to get an appointment. And in that case, uh, the feasibility of conducting a home inspection on top of that, that's a two hour window versus a 15 minute appointment window becomes even more challenging. So grateful for all of the sellers that are doing that. The other benefit of doing that is avoiding surprises for either party of surprises for the buyer or the seller. But um, it, it really, it's a case by case basis. It, always best to procure your own inspection if you can as a buyer. But the fact of the matter is it's becoming more and more challenging. Yeah, and I've um, we're not in this market because it's a seller's market. But back when we were in a buyer's market, because you know usually we don't have I, I can't remember where we've really had a balanced market. It's either a seller's or a buyer's market. Uh, but in a buyer's market, I never understood why the seller wouldn't get a pre-inspection. And you know, concern is they know what's coming up on the home, and then they have to disclose it. Well, if they don't, they get an offer accepted. The buyer gets their own home inspection. The issue comes up, and now it's going back to negotiation again. We're not in that space now because right. you're having to waive things uh, right. in order to get your offer accepted. Right. Sherry, the percentage of cash buyers is continuing to uh, increase. And in our area, it's no different. How can you compete against a cash buyer that's coming in and you know they're going to close in a week and a half? 
Yeah, I, I've got a great success story to share with you. Windermere has a program called the Buyer Capital Program, and it allows you to um, obtain financing for your purchase, but present yourself as a cash buyer. And yesterday, we secured a home um, as a cash buyer, so uh, we're closing next Wednesday, so a one-week close. Um, however, we were $150,000 lower in purchase price than the competing or than the sec the uh, highest offer. So there were a total of eight offers. We were $150,000 lower than the top one, and we got the home because of the cash buyer program. So um, buyer capital closes on the home, and then um, the, the buyer's financing kicks in in, in a couple of weeks, and then uh, they close on the financing piece of it, but they take possession of it next Wednesday. So it's a, a really fabulous tool to be competitive in this crazy, crazy market. Absolutely. So as a mortgage professional, I know the importance of pre-approval and the difference of a pre-approval from uh, one uh, lender or one mortgage consultant to another. Can you talk on how this uh, impacts your space and your buyers? Yeah, um, buyers really need to have their, their ducks in a row uh, from the financing side of things. Um, having a conditional approval versus a pre-approval is really important, not just for themselves, but buyers, uh, excuse me, sellers look for them. And basically what that means is that their file has been reviewed by an underwriter and it's kind of a stamp of approval that we as listing agents and also as buyers agents look for because it gives everybody a higher level of confidence that we're going to get to the finish line. Yeah. So aside from rates, how, what else do you see and how lenders vary from one to the next or an individual mortgage uh, consultant? Because you can see uh, two mortgage consultants working for the same company and completely different experience. Absolutely. And it, I, it's similar to, to most businesses. It, honestly, it comes down to communication. Um, unfortunately, real estate doesn't only transact Monday through Friday, nine to five. So uh, being available, uh, updating pre-approvals, answering questions, um, and then being able to provide those conditional approvals, because it does take a little bit more legwork on the lender side. And then furthermore, uh, having um, local underwriting is also helpful, being able to talk to your underwriters or walk down the hall and chat with somebody to problem solve instead of uh, having a three-hour time difference or some, some other scenario where it's more challenging to work through issues. Yeah. So Sherry, what about uh, waiving finance contingency? Because uh, a majority of buyers, that's really what they have to do in order to be competitive. Can you talk about uh, what that is and uh, the importance of it? Yeah, and we are seeing that on more transactions. And basically, it's again having that conditional approval, being 100% committed and all in, but understanding the consequences too. If you don't have that financing contingency, you are still obtaining financing. Your offer is just not contingent upon it. And the biggest piece of that is the appraisal component. Um, when you escalate significantly above the asking price, in some cases, the value doesn't come in on the appraisal. So you need to be able to be prepared to offset that difference or restructure the loan. Uh, still within the time frame for closing uh, to make that happen. And, and that's a biggie. And uh, nobody has a crystal ball. We don't know always what the appraisal value is going to be out. We can do our own comps and have a good idea, but uh, need to be prepared for worst case scenario if you do not have a financing contingency. 
Yeah, and even if you're not waiving your finance contingency, which as Sherry uh, said, it means you're just waiving everything. Uh, there is a new addendum that's came into uh, the contract, which is the additional down payment addendum. And right. that's making you strong that you're saying you're willing to pay a certain amount over what the appraised value comes back at. Uh, fortunately, I'm not having huge um, uh, issues with appraisals. There's been a couple that have came in low here or there, and I do a lot of a lot of volume. So our appraisers are are doing pretty good and being able to come up with value. But let's talk about you know when that appraisal does come in uh, low. How are you coaching and navigating uh, with your buyers on that? Well, we're definitely having or your seller because it's it can be an issue on both sides, right? Right. Yeah, as a seller, we're looking for buyers that are waiving that, <laughs> and huh. and as a buyer. Um, it, it's just being prepared. So having additional reserve funds to offset that difference or working with a really savvy lender that can, can restructure that loan uh, to offset the difference on the, on the lower value. Yeah. And a, a great um, uh, restructuring, if you're doing a, let's just say a 20% down payment and the appraisal comes in and it's 10% low, or let's just say 15% low, you would think that you would need to come in with another 15% down payment. You don't. You just increase your loan amount to take it up to the maximum 95% loan to value. You're coming in with a little bit more cash because you're doing a buyout of mortgage insurance. So you're gonna pay to buy out the mortgage insurance so you don't get stuck with monthly PMI. And your mortgage payment is gonna be exactly the same. So really close to the same amount of cash because you are financing the same amount. The only thing that changes is the um, the loan to value. So a lot of times when I uh, run those, you know, you run those analysis and look at the, what that looks like upfront before you make an offer, because that's what I do with my buyers is I, I am having a conversation with my real estate agent on what they think there might be a potential issue. Let's go ahead and run what the the worst case scenario could be where you, where this strategy would work. And then buyers can see those numbers and go, oh, well, that's no big deal. I don't have an issue with uh, going ahead and waiving the finance contingency or increasing on that down payment. Uh, so it really is uh, definitely there's some creative options. So you don't have to, you don't have to come in with that additional cash. And then buyers may ask, well, what's the big deal then? The only difference is, is you have a licensed appraiser that says that they can't support the value that you paid for the home. It doesn't mean that it's not worth that because you and maybe 10 or 15 other people were willing to pay pretty close to that as well. And what the value of the property is, is what people are willing to pay. But being right. that the market's moving so quickly, there's not the data or the closed comps that can be used for that appraisal. Now, there is there is room for the appraiser to make comment on how they're increasing that value based on the market movement, but it doesn't always work, right? Right. Yeah. Um, so great conversation, Sherry. It's always a pleasure to uh, have you in studio and I appreciate you coming back in and, and sharing your expertise uh, with my listeners. Uh, will you give your best phone number that they can reach out to you? Absolutely. I can be reached on my cell at 425-749-6703. Wonderful. Sherry, thank you so much. Thank you. Coming up next on the Money Hour, connection through presence, Tawny Santabria of Integrated Growth LLC, right here on 1150 AM KKNW.
Do you worry about doing the right thing? Second guess yourself? Experience analysis paralysis? Tawny Sanabria of Integrated Growth can help. As a marriage and family therapist and human potential coach, Tawny helps clients access more presence, joy, and ease in their life. When we ruminate on the past or worry about the future, we disconnect and experience anxiety. Tawny helps shift your focus from the past or future to the now. When in the now, we access more of ourselves, allowing more connection and meaning in our lives. To learn more, go to integratedgrowthcoach.com. Bringing good vibes to the Puget Sound and the world. Alternative Talk 1150. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, on Alternative Talk 1150 AM. Now. Back to the show with local mortgage expert, Tina Mitchell. You are listening to The Money Hour at 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday, December 11th show. I am your host and local mortgage expert, Tina Mitchell. I bring into studio each week the best of the best experts in our local market on everything regarding your money. And now in studio, Tawny Santabria of Integrated Growth LLC, connection through presence right here on 1150 AM KKNW. So Tawny, excited to uh, have a conversation with you today as uh, we chatted a little bit in the panel conversation that I had with you and Sherry is uh, what you're doing more, your service that you offer is needed more than ever right now because of everything that's happening in our world, uh, correct? Yes, um, and I don't need to even tell anybody about that, right? We all know from our own experiences and family experiences and coworker experiences what we're all um, dealing with right now. So it, it's great to be able to be um, just connecting with folks and being able to help them get through this in a way that maybe, you know, creates some strength and resiliency. Yes, yeah. Now, how long have you uh, been in your line of work, Tony? Yeah, so I've been a marriage and family therapist for over 20 years, and I became a yoga instructor for a bit. That's where I kind of learned a little bit more about the body, and then I added a certified um, human potential coach about three and a half, maybe four years ago, and that's also where I really um, dove into presence-based work, um, connecting with folks from a place of um, being in the body with each other. I know it kind of might sound weird um, as opposed from a That's head. beautiful. Yeah. 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 Well, it, and it feels great, right? Um, it, Cause yeah. it is. Um, but uh, I really wanted to expand and work with folks um, both that are experiencing some experiencing some clinical issues um, and also folks who wanted to just optimize or, or really increase maybe the quality of their relationships or their communication or, um, their performance at work, um, or just their health. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tony, can you share your philosophy? Yeah. So I, you know, we are humans <laughs> and, and a human can be good and bad. <laughs> right. That's the thing, right? Like human experience does involve struggle. Mm-hmm. in in a lot of different ways. It doesn't make it right. It just involves it. And there's things we can control and things we can't control in our lives, right? The more that we have some idea or awareness around what we actually can control and what we can't, and we can start to let go of what we can't and start to give more energy or focus or attention or connection to what we can, 
we're going to get more out of ourselves, perhaps. We're going to stay in a renewed and recharged state. We're going to be better able to connect with others. So when people bring situations or experiences to me, um, they're, they're just human experiences. We, we don't necessarily need to make it bad. We don't necessarily even need to make it a problem. Because the minute we do that, then we have to go up into our head to solve it. And the reality is it just may not be solvable. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so not solvable. You have to sit on that for a second. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. The, you know, getting into a present moment, centering and grounding into our body, as opposed to trying to solve a problem yeah. brings us right here, right now. Our sensory system is turned on. We can get into our body in a way to create some safety or some calm, um, getting out of the fight or flight system or getting out of the freeze system. Um, We uh, have chronically been, most of us have chronically been in a fight or flight for for the last 18 to, if not longer, Uh right? And stress is is the new smoking, one of my one of my doctor friends told me, (laughs) right? So we want to dial down that stress and there's ways to do it um, just for our overall health and, and relationships. Yeah. And then you could really level it up and you can help with your clients and learning how to turn that stress into positive adrenaline, because really, isn't that, you know, what it is, is we can turn anything that traditionally or most can look at as a negative. That's a positive because we can be our best selves and do our best work when you have that pressure. And that's what stress is known for. And you can really turn it into adrenaline to use that fight in a way that is going to serve you at a high level, correct? Um, If it's not chronic and you're exhausted and depleted, right? Because in a a chronic stressed state, that's part of the trouble. If it were that easy, I wouldn't have a job. Okay. Part of the trouble is if we're in a chronic stressed or exhausted state, we don't have the reserves. We don't know how to recharge. We don't know how to renew. And, and, and just, we, we can't really shift just from a thinking space. Yes. Okay. That's what I help my clients do. You're helping them to be able to accomplish that. Got it. So uh, Tony, what is your, uh, who are your ideal clients? Yes. So my ideal clients are those folks that put a lot of pressure on themselves. They Mm want to do the, I'm going to do in quotes, the right thing, because there's a story behind the right thing. And who then have some experiences of second guessing themselves, right? Like, so this can be in the context of a relationship. So this can be one partner in a coupled relationship. This can be a parent who's, you know, raising a child and and trying to do the best or the the perfect parenting type of thing. Um, This can be a person who does a lot of people pleasing as a coping strategy, you know, just people like me, then I'll be okay. Right. So I'll do all the things to make sure that people like me and then I'll be fine. And, and it could be a person who is who is um, struggling at work, um, needing to um, maybe get more creative, actually, or more curious rather than trying to do just the right thing and putting a lot of pressure. Yeah. Love the word curious. I think if we can go with a curious spirit. Mm-hmm. It uh, really helps to navigate through uh, a lot of a lot of things, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Keeps us open. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, uh, Tony, let's talk about uh, presence and why it's so important. Yes, yes. 
So a present state, like I said before, isn't a head space. It allows us to get into a different dimension of ourselves more. Maybe we call it intuition sometimes, but it's not only that. Maybe we call it heart space, but it's not only that. It's actually an integrated a sense of ourselves where we've got intuition turned on, we're connected with it. We've got heart space turned on, we're connected with it and headspace to be the thinker of what our momentary reality is if we need to think about it at all. We like to think about belly space or intuition as sort of like a psychological, our psychological core. Like this is where we connect with ourselves. We get grounded, we create safety in the body. We know we can experience discomfort or unpleasantness and we can be okay we don't have we don't have to run away from it and then heart space is connecting with other people so that's sort of like external stuff we can it doesn't even have to be people it could be animals it could be nature it could be sun it could be any of those externals where we feel connected and energized there so a present state actually allows us to be our full self and that's really important if we want to navigate through this uncertainty and change and loss and, and, and struggle, those emotions that fit under struggle. Yeah. So pay attention to what your body's telling you in the space that you're in, and then you uh, need the tools to know how to release if it's a space that's not serving you and how to really embrace so that you can level up in a space that's serving you well. So you talk about unhelpful past and future stories. Uh, what do you mean by that? Yeah. So anytime we're in a past story, a past experience or a future story, we are not present. So that's one thing to just kind of like, okay, we can't be present and be in, in, in those spaces at the same time. The past stories oftentimes are generated from coping mechanisms that we learned as kids. You know, sort of as we were trying to figure out the world, we've got our stories around what worked, what didn't, how we survived, how we got through the trauma of childhood. We all have experiences. And, and did we withdraw? Did we, you know, try harder? Did we um, lash out? Did we, uh, you know, criticize ourselves? Did we act out in, in risky behaviors and things like that? So we learned how to survive in childhood. When we bring those into present moment to cope with life as an adult, it wreaks havoc. It no longer works as an adult. Yeah. So being there in the past is going to be your past self. You will not be able to experience your potential here in the moment. And it will cause all sorts of Un, you know, like the negative in quotes feelings. And then that future, we just get ourselves all riled up and anxious. We want to know what's going to happen. We can't possibly know what's going to happen, right? So we're riling ourselves up. Um, and I'm seeing a lot of increased anxiety just because of that process, not yeah. let alone what's actually happening. Yeah. Yesterday's mystery tomorrow. Yesterday's history. Tomorrow's a mystery. Today's a gift. And that's why they call it the present. All right. In a couple minutes uh, left here. Um, what is so what are you th hear clients are saying about uh, about you and how you're helping them? Yeah. Well, what I hear from my clients is that they are experiencing uh, better connection with people that are important to them in their lives, uh -huh. whether it's family members or friends or coworkers. Um, they're better able to communicate how they're feeling right now in the moment. They avoid less, um, they, they blame themselves less, there's a lot less guilt in their lives, they sleep better, uh, they eat, they eat um, they're not emotionally eating as much, 
if at all. And um, they're just generally feeling like they have some power in their lives to withstand or deal with whatever struggle might come into play. Um, and they start to trust themselves a little bit more. Yeah. Okay. And the services you offer, Tony? So I, I offer uh, human, poten human potential coaching. That's kind of a one-on-one -on -one. breath meditation, uh, breath work. I find that a lot of people are out of sync with their breath and that's going to make it really difficult for them to get into their bodies. So we'll do that. Parent coaching, certainly relationship coaching and counseling um, and workplace presence uh, workshops. Yeah. So, so much that you're uh, offering uh, our community, uh, Tani, and just excited to be able to showcase you, showcase your business, uh, and hopefully uh, be able to support some of our listeners uh, with your line of work. And Tani's not in a physical office. We talked about that. So you can meet with her virtually or on the phone. Tani, what's the best number uh, to reach you at? Best number is 253-261-3789. Wonderful. And you can always call the show as well or go online and I can connect you with our guest. And that's our show for today. I want to thank both of you uh, for coming in to a studio to be on the show. And uh, this is Tina Mitchell, your host and local mortgage expert signing off for the day. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. And I look forward to talking next weekend about more money right here in 1150 AM KKNW. Tina Mitchell, MLO 145-420, is a licensed loan originator with Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited, NMLS 134-871. The views expressed by the speakers on the preceding program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views of Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited, nor are they necessarily endorsed by Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited.